Hey guys, I'm back with another episode of Dynasty After Dark. A lot of people are probably wondering what the hell happened. I kind of disappeared for the last couple months and I will explain that here shortly. Um, but it's good to be back and thank you guys for tuning in. So a lot of people are wondering where I've been with my podcast for the last couple months and the whole reason why I stopped is because my son's bedroom is basically in the living room right next to me and as we're building our house we're still waiting for for that to be done. We, we're almost done. Uh, it's about a month, month and a half left until we can finally move in there and I'll have my own office finally and my son's bedroom will be in his room and I won't have to worry about him being three feet away at night. So uh, tonight I actually had a free night, so I actually had a chance to record. But for the rest of this season, my plan is uh, I'm not going to get into too much of the weekly ins and outs of, of Dynasty football. Instead, what I wanted to do, because I'm going to still be about six weeks before I'm into my actual house, so it's going to be a while before I, I'm able to consistently do these and with some actual detail and time and thought and stuff put into it. So right now what I'm going to be doing is for my work league, my work dynasty league with a bunch of my buddies, uh, I'm going to be doing a weekly podcast, kind of just breaking it down, breaking down some of the matchups, giving some head-to-head and some strength of schedule and just kind of making it a little fun and a little bit more tuned towards the league to just be a little bit on the fun side. And a lot of the guys from work will probably be listening to this right now, so uh, this will be going up on my main channel, just like all my other videos would, and you'll be able to find them there. But yeah, this will be pretty fun, and I wanted to just get into this season of the ERI Dynasty League, and we're going to kick it off with a recap of the NFL rookie draft we just had last week. The draft was pretty interesting. It started off with the Rick at the 101. He took Najee Harris, followed up by me taking Kyle Pitts. Had a bit of a trade. Had to spend quite a bit to get that pick from Ken. But, you know, Najee Najee Harris, I knew he was going to be gone. It was between Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase. And it was a clear, clear choice for me with Kyle Pitts. The dude's just a freak of nature. I mean, he's he's six foot six and runs a, a four four. He's going to be really good in the NFL. So I am not sad about that at all. Uh, James followed up with Jamar Chase at the third pick. And Rick, after... <laughs> trying so hard to get as many picks in the first round as he could with the 104 got Javante Williams. So he doubled up on Javante and Najee. Uh, Ken got Jalen Waddle at the five pick. Travis Etienne fell kind of far, but uh, won't spoil that for you. But it was kind of interesting to see how that ultimately got picked there later on. Everyone kind of before the injury. I mean, Travis Etienne was a consensus top five pick. So it was just kind of crazy to see how far he fell in this draft. Uh, Rick was able to get another pick in the first round, the 106, and he took Devonta Smith. He took the Slender Man. Not a big fan, personally. Uh, dude is definitely going to have a hard time staying healthy, but, you know, Rick's going to do what he wants to do, so we'll see if it helps his team. The only thing I will say about Rick's whole strategy was he wanted to go all in on a, on a uh, win-now team this year, and he got the running backs, but man, oh man, his wide receivers are sketchy. He's got Calvin Ridley and Devonta Smith, and that's about it. So good luck, Rick. Uh, we'll see how you can do. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I feel it this year, buddy. Uh, and then following up that, Braden 
took Mac Jones at the 107. He was an oracle. This was right before Cam Newton got cut. So everybody gave him quite a bit of crap for this. But uh, Mac Jones at the 7 pick. It looks a lot better now that Cam's gone for sure. Uh, I still probably would have taken Trevor Lawrence or uh, Trey Lance after that. But, you know, if you like your guy, you got to take your guy. So I get it. And 109, that's where Travis Etienne finally went off the board. Ken traded back in with Eric, and it, I thought it was a great pick for Ken. Ken's in rebuild, so it, it's it's definitely a long-term strategy that he was taking with this draft uh, with Jalen Waddell and, and Travis Etienne. So it's definitely something that I like to see from this draft. Um, I thought Ken had a pretty good draft overall, so I was pretty impressed by this. Um, I think I skipped Ryan at 108. He actually took Trey Sermon, and then he followed up at the 110 with Trevor Lawrence. And Ryan taking another quarterback, we'll see how that goes. I mean, he definitely didn't need him. I don't blame him for taking him. He's definitely the best player on the board at this point. But, man, Ryan has uh, he has Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. Not sure I needed another quarterback with this team, but if you don't love any of the other players, I get it, I guess. Uh, I had the 201. I followed that up with Trey Lance, trying to round out my quarterback position. And then Rick followed up with Justin Fields. So we had a little mini quarterback run in the end of the first, early second round, which was uh, a little unexpected. I didn't expect to see four quarterbacks gone by the 202. So I'm really glad that I was able to move up from the 205 to the 201 and make sure I secured Trey Lance there. So you know, can't complain. Pitts and Trey Lance at this point, it was a steal for me. Then uh, James followed up with Michael Carter. Uh, Michael Carter, the news recently hasn't been too good on him. I'm a big Michael Carter fan, so I love this pick. But man, the the news on Michael Carter has not been good. He's listed as like number four overall. I think I I still think he'll make a splash this season and he'll have some end of season play. But start of the season might be a little rough for him. Uh, Keelan followed up by stealing Rondale Moore from Eric and breaking Eric's mindset for the rest of the draft. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining to watch. You know, um, one pick right before Eric. Eric kept trading back and trading back and uh, hoping to get his guys to fall. Mac Jones went at 107 and then he got sniped again on Rondale Moore at 204. Ah, uh, you hate to see it, but you love to see it. Uh, Eric then followed up at the 205. With uh, with Gus Edwards, and just for everybody out there, this rookie draft is actually a rookie and free agent draft. And with this only being a 10-team league, there's a lot of guys on the waivers. So uh, Gus Edwards was actually on the waivers, and Eric was able to snag him. Eric actually has uh, J.K. Dobbins as well, so it's a perfect handcuff for him. You know, he's not going to be losing too much from that. So uh, Gus Edwards was a massive steal here at the 205 Jim followed it up with Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god. I uh, can't complain about that too much. I, I I was pretty impressed by what happened next because I actually traded back into the second round and got two more picks, back-to-back picks with the seven and the eight. Got Rashad Bateman, my number two wide receiver off the board, and Elijah Moore, my number four wide receiver in this rookie class. So I am just loving life. I got Kyle Pitts. I got Trey Lance. I got... Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman. Yeah, it's tough to say anybody else had a better draft than me. I'm just saying, guys, you guys got to step up your game. Uh, after that, Eric went Terrace Marshall Jr., and then Dan followed up the second round with Tyler Higby. 
And the rest of the picks, it, it starts to go off the rails. I'm not going to go through all five rounds, but I just wanted to highlight some of those first two rounds there. The next round was actually kind of interesting. You got some some splash plays. Dan took back-to-back defenses at the end of the third round with Washington and San Francisco. Um, but other than that, it was just kind of grabbing those late-round guys. Uh, Kadarius Tony was actually a 409 pick for Eric, and that was kind of interesting to see how far he fell for being a first-round pick. Um, there's not a lot of love around Kadarius Tony, so that could be a steal if if Tony actually ends up being something. I know there's a lot of hate around Tony, and I'm one of them. I do not like him at all, but if he turns into something at 409, that could be just a massive steal. But yeah, it, it's, it was a pretty fun rookie draft, free agent draft. There was a lot of interesting picks uh, and trying to round out their teams by a lot of the guys. Like I said, Rick really hammered the running back position early and really helped him because he needed some guys. But man, his his receivers definitely could have used some love. I don't know if I would have gone as heavy in the running back, but that's his strategy, not mine. So I can't critique it too much. We'll see if it pays off. But I think that Ken ultimately have a really, really good draft, probably second only to me, of course, you know. I really nailed my draft. Uh, I got had the perfect draft. I actually got uh, just to just to wrap things up. I did get Kenny Gainwell in the third round at three hundred five. So um, I think that it was a perfect draft for me. But close second was probably Ken. Of course, uh, it was it was pretty impressive what he did. Maybe he can turn that rebuild around pretty quickly. So we'll see. I, I, I'm not too confident, but maybe maybe this will be your year, Ken. We'll see. But. Uh, <laughs> Going into the actual season here, I wanted to just quickly go through some power rankings going into the season and how I think that all these teams are going to line up. So last year's standings, just for everybody that's not part of the league, uh, I'll just break down how it finished last year. We actually had Ryan as the winner. He is the third, this is the third year I think he's won or the second year, I don't remember exactly. He's been uh, pretty much killing us the last couple of years. Him and Dan have just been trading off, so that's been fun. Uh, but Ryan was the winner ultimately last year. Eric got second. Dan got third. Braden got fourth. Jim got fifth. I was sixth overall. Keelan was seventh. James was eighth. Rick was ninth. And Ken was in last place. Again, Ken was kind of in rebuild, so he's really made quite a few moves this year to really strengthen his team. But... I wanted to do just quickly do a power rankings going into this season. And I'll start at the top. Uh, looking at the number one overall, it's definitely, you know, got to be me. My, my roster is completely stacked. You know, I, I have no real weaknesses on this team. Um, but no, in reality, I actually think that Dan's team is probably the most rounded team out of all of them. Uh, his quarterback situation is a little risky, but... Again, it's a 10-team league. There's a couple guys on waivers that he could probably snag if he needed to, but he's got Russell Wilson. He's got Deshaun Watson. If Watson ultimately ends up playing this year, he's going to be totally fine there. But even having Russ in a one-quarterback league, this is not a super flex league, so having Russ is is perfectly fine as a starter. Um, His running backs, he's got Zeke. He's got Jonathan Taylor. He's got Darrell Henderson, who a lot of people are excited about, Christian McCaffrey, Chase Edmonds. Damian Harris, uh, he's got Cam Akers on the IR. He's just completely loaded at the running back position. Um, His wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, LaVishka Chenault, A.J. Green, Will Fuller. I mean, he is just 
absolutely loaded at every position, probably except for tight end. But even there, you can make an argument that he's perfectly fine. He's got Tanyan, he's got Gasecki, Higby, Ertz. I mean, he's got no real weakness on this team except for bad matchups in the season. So it'll be tough to beat Dan this year. I mean, even his defense, he's got the Bills, the football team, and the Niners. So, I mean, he's, yeah, just completely loaded from top to bottom on this team. The only hope I can have is that Russell Wilson does not cook this year and Deshaun Watson doesn't play. So that's the only way we can possibly bring down Dan. But here's hoping, you know, we'll we'll never know how it's going to go. But uh, number two, I probably would put as Ryan going into this season. Um, I know Ryan was the winner last year. He was the champion, but he's got Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Again, he's got Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts, so he's pretty loaded there. Um, his running back depth is really sketchy, but he's got some studs at the top. He's got Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, arguably the two best runners in the actual NFL. Uh, both of them aren't the best pass-catching backs, but you know, they do enough on the ground that I don't think it matters. They get enough touchdowns. Behind them, he's got Tevin Coleman, Trey Sermon, Malcolm Brown, uh, J.D. McKissick, who was kind of good last year. He was a uh, spot play if you needed it. So I think he's he's more he's a little more top-heavy at his running backs, but I think he's got plenty of depth there in a week-to-week scenario, barring major injury to one of the top two guys. Uh, wide receiver, Devontae Adams, DJ, uh, DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins. He's got OBJ. He's got Debo. Um, I mean, he's got Nelson Aguilar. He's pretty loaded at the wide receiver position, too. Again, a little top-heavy. His depth is maybe a little questionable. I guess it all depends on what you think of OBJ. If Odell can come back and be a stud that he was years ago, where he was like the number two overall wide receiver, number five overall wide receiver, if he can have one of those seasons with Cleveland, I mean, this is terrifying, but if he's kind of just what he's been the last couple years, then again, it's a little top heavy, but he's got plenty of depth here. Um, not a real concern at all. Uh, tight end again, he's, he's second behind Dan only in terms of pure depth. Um, uh, but his starters can go head to head with anybody in the league. Uh, his starting tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, George Kittle, David Njoku, um, he's got the Browns and the Titans as his defense is really, again, not not a ton of weaknesses on this roster. Um, it's mostly just injury risk. If, if any of those main guys get injured, he's a little bit in trouble. But yeah, as of right now, I'm not seeing it. So, all right, number three in this league, I would probably put myself there um, trying to be humble about it. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to be uh accurate with my assessment of my team just trying to uh, be realistic but my quarterback position looks a lot better this year than it has in the past I got Ryan Tannehill Baker Mayfield who might be a stud going forward we'll see and then I was able to pick up Trey Lance in the rookie draft Um, my running backs are this is where I get a little nervous it's just my running backs Uh, I got Dalvin Cook Clyde Edwards Alaire DeAndre Swift Miles Sanders uh, Leonard Fournette Lombardi Lenny you know, as they call him, Uh, Kenny Gainwell and Rashad Penny. Again, I love Dalvin Cook at the top, but the next three, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, people have brought up a lot of concerns about those three this year, and I get it. I really do. Uh, We'll just see how they ultimately perform. I think they'll be fine. I'm really high on those guys still, but uh, a lot of people around the NFL who are paid to do this a lot more than me 
are very down on them. So we'll see how it ultimately pans out. But I, I have a lot more faith than probably some people do. Um, but I could definitely be in for some trouble if these guys don't pan out like I'm hoping for. Uh, wide receiver, I got Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen. I got the Keenan Allen Robinson combination. I got Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Parker, Van Jefferson. And then I was able to shore up my wide receiver position with the Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore rookie picks. I'm loving my youth at the wide receiver and I'm loving my kind of sturdy vets as well. Um, Allen Robinson is just a perennial stud. Keenan Allen again, stud. Um, Robert Woods is always a little underrated, it feels like. And then you got the new hotness of C.D. Lamb, Elijah Moore, and Rashad Bateman. So I am looking pretty good there. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, tight end, I'm a little nervous about it, but I think I should be fine. I got Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard, Hayden Hurst um, as a handcuff for Kyle Pitts. I actually think Hayden Hurst has some standalone value this year. We'll see how that goes. And I was more excited about this when I had Irv Smith. Um, now I do not have Irv Smith, so my tight end is a little bit weaker than it was before. And then I got the Eagles defense, and I should be getting the Chargers. By the time you guys all hear this, waivers have, will have run. So um, we'll see if I actually get the Chargers. I'm putting a little bit of a decent bid on them. And my kicker, all you guys didn't notice, but Young Hoku is on the waiver wire. Let's go. I'm getting a kicker. All right. <laughs> my my easy early fab spending uh, on this league where fab means nothing at all to anybody. So that's always fun. All right. Number four in the league, I would probably put it at Jim Breckler. And it's it's really tough. It's it's close between Jim and Eric. Um, I think that they're they could really go back and forth one or two. Um, in terms of four and five, uh, I have Jim slightly ahead, but his quarterback situation, I just kind of like Justin Herbert a little bit more, but I mean, Josh Allen for Eric, it's close. It's very, very close, but Jim has Justin Herbert, Jared Goff, Cam Newton, and Gardner Minshew. Cam might get a new team. We'll see how that kind of shakes out here in the next couple of days. His running backs, though, are where I think he has the biggest advantage. Um, I, he, I mean, he's got Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon, those three should be perfectly fine. And then he's got James White, Devonta Booker, and Rex Burkhead. His depth is massively lacking, but those starters could be nasty going forward. Um, wide receiver, he's got DK Metcalf, Mike Evans, Chase Claypool, uh, Kenny Galladay, Mike Gallup, uh, Marquez Calloway. So uh, he is perfectly fine at wide receiver as well. Again, not the deepest at wide receiver, but he is more than loaded up top at those big guys at the top of his roster. Um, any injuries, and he could be in trouble again, but uh, I think that if all of his guys stay healthy, he could very easily make a push for top three, maybe even win the whole thing overall. His tight ends, he's got TJ Hawkins and Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, uh, Steelers and Seahawks defenses, and some kickers that don't really matter other than Young Hoku, you know, who I'm getting off the waivers for basically free because nobody paid attention. So, you know, Jim's making a good run. This is actually Jim's last year. If anybody in the league is listening to this and you actually didn't know yet because we haven't announced it, um, this is Jim's last year. We're sad to see Jim go. You know, he's been part of the league forever. So it'll be it'll be sad to see him move on. But we're excited to see Rob take his place next year. So we're going to have a new face in the league next year. Rob, you better be ready. You know, 
Jim did good. Jim did good. He got you TJ Hawkinson and two seconds for next year. So, you know, you can't say he sold out to try and win this year. So good job, Jim. Not screwing your teammate. Um, and then number five overall, I think is actually going to be Eric in terms of the, the overall strength of schedule for the season. His quarterbacks, he's got Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, and Kirk Cousins. I mean, Josh Allen in a one-quarterback league. What more could you want? The dude is just amazing. Um, his rushing upside is just insane. It, it, the Konami code of quarterbacks is so much fun, unless you have one. So um, running back, I think that he's actually pretty sneakily deep here. Um, he had J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibbon, Antonio Gibson, not Gibby, um, Kenyon Drake, James Conner, Gus Edwards now, and Marlon Mack. So before he lost J.K. Dobbins, um, Gus Edwards wouldn't have been as exciting, but he got him in the rookie draft after the J.K. Dobbins injury, so it all worked out for him there. I think that he is pretty sneakily deep at running back, um, just potentially not as good, again, as I said, with Jim. I mean, Kamara and Barkley are both, what, top three dynasty running backs off the board typically maybe top four or five um you don't see that same love for these running backs even though i think that they could they could be just as good so wide receiver um this is where i he's a little bit thinner i think but he's got amari cooper brandon cooks brandon Ayuk, jarvis landry mike williams Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Terrace Marshall Jr., and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It's got some good guys at the top, but Brandon Cooks, Brandon Ayuk, um, those guys are just a little questionable right now. I know there's a lot of love around Brandon Ayuk, but people are really ignoring Debo Samuel in this offense, so we'll see how Ayuk finishes this year. I think there's a lot to be excited about him for Dynasty, for sure. I just don't know if he's going to be able to win your league this year like everyone is expecting. But Amari Cooper's perfectly fine. Brandon Cooks might be on a, nif- a different team here in the next couple weeks, so we'll find out there. And then Jarvis and uh, and Terrace Marshall, those are guys that are they'll be able to contribute, I think, early. Tight end, he's got Darren Waller, so perfectly fine. In a, in a standard league like this, 10-man league, you want one of those top three tight ends, so I am not one of those guys. So uh, hopefully Kyle Pitts can be there. That's why I paid so much to draft him, but... Until he is that, uh, Darren Waller, Kelsey, Kittle, those guys just remain undefeated there. So um, he's even got the Ravens and the Bears defenses. So Eric is pretty pretty solid overall. Um, it's pretty impressive. He's going to definitely make a hard push in the playoffs uh, at the end of this year. We'll see if he can if he can ultimately stay there. But yeah, I think it's a pretty good team overall. All right, number six, I have Braden. And his quarterback situation is looking pretty good. Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, and Jameis Winston. So, you know, no real weaknesses. It it might be a little volatile with those guys for fantasy. I mean, Matt Ryan has his ups and he has his downs. Same with Jameis. Um, Burrow coming off the knee injury and Mac Jones being a rookie. Uh, We'll see what we can expect for fantasy. But I think Mac Jones is going to be great. I'm loving it as a Patriots fan. Let's go. Oh, man, Tom Brady 2.0. Feels good. Feels really good, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Running backs, he's got Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, Naeem Hines, who's actually kind of a sleeper pick there. Uh, Devin Singletary, a little thin there at running back. Maybe somebody he could target in the actual season, try to get a little bit more depth there at running back. But 
those top two guys, Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon, um, for a PPR league, they should be perfectly fine as long as they can stay healthy and on the field. Uh, wide receiver, he's got Juju, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, DJ Chark, uh, Christian Kirk, Jerry Judy, Nicole Hardman, Michael Pittman Jr., and Tyrell Williams. Um, Maybe missing a little bit of star power here at the wide receiver position, but solid guys that can definitely contribute week in and week out. I don't think that they're going to be a liability, but they might not be able to win you your week. But where he's really loaded is he has Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews at his tight end position. So he is more than strong enough at tight end to throw one of those guys in the flex if he really wants to. So that's fun. Yep, Travis Kelsey, he's uh, so much fun to play against. Uh, And then for his defense, he's got the Colts and the Rams. Uh, They were very, very good last year from a points perspective. So I don't see them falling off anytime soon. All right, number seven overall. I actually have James here. James is on the up and up. Uh, He's kind of doing things a little bit differently, taking more of a long-term approach to the league, but I really like his strategy and his thought process going through here. Quarterback, he's got Patrick Mahomes and Sam Darnold. Uh, A little thin there, but again, it's one quarterback, so who really cares? Then the running back position, he's got Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, Jamal Williams, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida, Michael Carter. He's really kind of hurting at the running back position. Ronald Jones and Aaron Jones might be really good, the two Jones brothers. Um, If only they were actually brothers. How cool would that be? But (laughs) he, they... They could be very, very sneaky in terms of performers. I mean, he's got Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, and Ronald Jones. Those could give you weak winning upside right there with just those three guys. And then I think what his biggest strength on this team is just his wide receiver position. He's got Robbie Anderson, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, Curtis Samuel, Hollywood Brown, Chris Godwin, James Washington, Michael Thomas, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Paris Campbell, Jamar Chase. He's just really, really deep at wide receiver um, he's a massive Ohio State fan, so he tries to target those guys anywhere possible, which is why he has Paris Campbell and Michael Thomas, you know. But he can't blame him. I mean, those guys are studs when they're healthy. So if he can get those guys healthy and on the field, man, he could be very, very competitive in terms of weak winning upside with T. Higgins, Robbie Anderson, Deontay Johnson. The wide receivers might be able to carry him with <laughs> with these running backs if they can just stay on the field and give him a baseline amount of points every single week. Tight end, he's a little weaker. Evan Ingram, who hasn't been able to stay on the field. Cole Komet, who's kind of interesting. It's just kind of thin, kind of weak there, but um, it's tight end outside of the top three. Again, if you don't have one of those guys, it doesn't really matter. Nobody really cares. So uh, it shouldn't be a liability. It should be fine. And then his, his defenses, I mean, he's got the Saints and the Cardinals, but yeah, defenses, whatever. Uh, number eight overall, I am going to go with actually Ken Dunn and <laughs> Ken's team has come a long way over the last couple of years. He's been making some very, very good, smart moves the last couple of seasons. So I'm really impressed by that. Again, I liked his draft strategy in this year's draft. Um, quarterback, he's got Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Tua and Zach Wilson and a lot of people listening to this are used to super flex leagues where quarterback stacking is much more important. One quarterback for in a one quarterback league, I should say, having four quarterbacks on your roster is a little bit of overkill, but um, I, 
when your team is in rebuild, I don't blame it too much. He can definitely ship off Aaron Rodgers or Matt Stafford for the right price this season. So I, I think it, it worked out pretty well. Um, running back, he's got James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, Sony Michelle, Travis Etienne, and Latavius Murray. Definitely really thin there, but he's got a lot of future picks that he should be just fine. So, yeah, it's a little thin there, but I think it'll be not a problem long term. Um, especially if he's not trying to win this year, not an issue. Wide receiver, he's pretty thin here, but he's trying to flip it, so I don't blame him too much, but he's got Adam Thielen, Russell Gage, Alan Lazard, KJ Hamler, Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims, Jalen Waddle, Diami Brown. Um, again, looking more towards the future, he's been trying to flip a lot of the aging guys for the young guys, so um, if Rager, Waddle, and... Uh, who is the other one? Diami Brown. If those guys can be kind of a cornerstone going forward, Russell Gage is also kind of sneakily good as well. So um, not the worst receiving core, but definitely needs some work, but he's working on it. So can't blame him too much for that. Um, tight end, he's got Chris Herndon, Noah Fant, and Dalton Schultz. So again, he's got some he's got some potential in the future with Noah Fant, um, especially if Denver gets like Aaron Rodgers next year. Whew, Noah Fant could be really, really good. So yeah, Ken's a little bit in rebuild, but I like his team quite a bit right now. Um, more than the other two that I'm going to get to here. Um, number nine, I think, is actually going to be um, Rick. And this is, again, these are just power rankings who I think has the best chance of doing anything this year. So y- you and Keelan, don't don't hunt me down. This isn't intended to be too cruel or, or mean or anything. You know, somebody's got to come in last. I'm sorry. Uh, but Rick's team is number nine in my book. He's got Justin Fields. He's got Ben Roethlisberger, Derek Carr, um, and guys that can perform in a one-quarterback league. Some hope with Justin Fields. I think it'll be fine. Running back was definitely a liability for him, but he definitely turned that around in this rookie draft. He's got David Montgomery, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, A.J. Dillon, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Tariq Cohen. So some some definite future there. The only thing I would say is the problem with these running backs are um, they are counterproductive, right? Najee Harris is a win now running back. And I told Rick this a thousand times, but I'm going to say it on here again. Najee Harris is a win now running back. Javante Williams is not a win now running back. I know all the reports out of the camp are, oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. But Melvin Gordon is still there. And as long as Melvin Gordon is there this year, Javante Williams is going to have a cap ceiling. So if Najee Harris is going to produce the best this year while he has Ben Roethlisberger and Javante Williams is not going to produce the best this year, they have opposing goals, right? Javante Williams you want for long term and Najee Harris you want for a short term. So next year after Ben Roethlisberger retires, I think that Najee's floor and ceiling could definitely take a hit. I know people don't want to think about this because Najee is so good, and I think he is extremely talented, but he's 24 years old. His first rookie season is going to be with Ben Roethlisberger, and then after that, he's done. So um, what the future of Najee is is kind of concerning, but David Montgomery kind of rounds it out. I, I think it's fine, but I just it, it's an it's it's kind of an interesting strategy. We'll see if it ultimately plays, pays off. Again, it's Rick's strategy, not mine, so I'm not going to critique it too bad. Wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones, Darius Slayton. I think he has some very sneaky potential this year with Daniel Jones. People aren't talking about him enough. Everyone's talking 
only about Kenny Galladay in New York, but his favorite target is Darius Slayton in the red zone. Like that dude produces from a touchdown standpoint. So I think Slayton could definitely be kind of interesting this year. Um, He also has Jacoby Myers, who is basically the new Julian Edelman and Devonta Smith. So in a full PPR, those last two guys, they could definitely get peppered with targets going forward. So um, they could be more than enough with Calvin Ridley. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Jacoby Myers, and Devonta Smith could definitely produce for you on a week-to-week basis. It's just kind of thin um, for the wide receiver. I think that it needs like maybe another guy, maybe two more guys here to be really competitive for a whole 17-game season. Tight end, he's got Logan Thomas, Johnny Smith, Anthony Ferkser. Uh, should be able to get some production from this position again. Outside top three to five guys, doesn't really matter. So um, Johnny is somebody that everyone is really excited about. If he can make that push to get up there in that conversation, uh, I definitely think that with Mac Jones it's possible, but yeah, we'll see if he ultimately can do that or not. And then last but not least, and I think uh, the only thing I did notice, um, it's not listed here, but Rick all actually does have Ramondre Stevenson as well um, and Jordan Love. So uh, for some reason they weren't showing up on his roster. Um, but yeah, he's got a couple more guys here. So it's just, again, a little bit weaker on the wide receiver position. But again, it's definitely got some potential going forward. Um I think that in maybe a year or two, this could definitely be a hardcore contender in our league. And then the last team in terms of power rankings is poor Keelan. And it's not really his fault. Um, Keelan took over a team a couple years. He was part of a the expansion draft we had a couple years ago. Um, but a lot of his guys are a little bit older based on that expansion draft. And then um, he got kind of lucky but unlucky because he was actually number one or number two no he finished second last year in 2019 and with his roster being extremely old with him finishing second meant he was picking at the end of all of the rookie picks which means he didn't get those superstars at the top of the draft so it kind of hurt him a little bit there but he got second, so it was good. So it was kind of a weird, weird situation. But um, I think he's doing pretty good at turning this roster around. He just needs maybe a pretty. He has a pretty big need at running back still, I think. Um, but we'll we'll jump into that here real quick. Quarterback, he's got Tom Brady, the goat. You know, can't complain there. And Lamar Jackson in a one quarterback, perfectly fine there. He's even got Ryan Fitzmagic. Um, so not a big weakness there. Running back, he's got Mike Davis, Chris Carson, Giovanni Bernard, Raheem Mostert, Zach Moss, Brian Hill, um, Darrington Evans. It's not really the the most exciting group of running backs. Chris Carson could be something if he can stay healthy. Mike Davis, if he if he's the sole guy in Atlanta, like people are predicting, he could be something. Giovanni could be the third down guy. There's potential here, but again, all these guys are very very old in terms of their NFL career. So. Uh, he's definitely going to need some splashes here at running back in the long term. Uh, wide receiver, though, is where he's pretty strong. He's got A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Julio Jones. He had Julio before the the trade over from uh, Atlanta to Tennessee. That kind of uh, wasn't the greatest for his roster, but, you know, you got to live with what you got. Tyler Lockett, Henry Ruggs, Antonio Brown, 
Man, he held on to Antonio Brown through thick and thin. I can't blame him for that. It's finally starting to pay off for that. Nico Collins and then Tutu Atwell. Oh, and Rondale Moore out of Purdue. Purdue, gotta love it. Um, but yeah, his wide receivers, he's definitely got some some youth at the wide receiver, and his 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 wide receiver core could be very deadly here in the next couple of seasons. Just definitely needs some splash at running back. And then his tight end also could use a little bit of an upgrade. He's got Jimmy Graham and Austin Hooper. Um, not the the scariest duo of tight ends, but should be able to produce on a weekly basis compared to all the other guys in that range. So uh, perfectly fine roster. It just needs a little bit more, I think, in terms of running back. I think that's going to be potentially the biggest liability for this team, um, but I could be wrong. He, Keelan has a knack for outperforming my expectations, what he, his roster is going to do every week. He just is able to maximize that every single time. So props to him. I, I, n- I never understand how he does it, but man, he always makes diamonds out of this thing. So um, we'll see how it ultimately finishes, but that's what the power rankings are for the league. Uh, you guys can let me know tomorrow how you think my my uh, breakdowns were for the team. Maybe I was too generous on myself. Maybe I should be around four or five, but uh, I think my roster is pretty good. Let's just see if I can ultimately pilot it to to a championship. Finally, you know, I got to dethrone Dan and Ryan over here because they're just beating everybody's heads in every single year but all right and the last thing I wanted to do this week and this is what I'm going to be doing every week is just kind of recapping last week's games kind of breaking down the standings how all the games went on the weekend and then just previewing the upcoming matchups and seeing who gets to play who and what the projections are so this is a little bit longer of an episode just because I was trying to recap all the power rankings and the rookie draft and everything but the future ones, I think I'm going to be trying to keep it a little bit shorter than this. But week one, we got myself versus Ryan. Uh, this is not looking good already. Ryan is projected to murder me by about 13 points. No, 20 points. So that's great. My math is not great in the middle of the night. Um, but yeah, Ryan's about to murder me this week. And based on previous history, I can never beat Ryan in season. He always just massacres me and I'm... I love it. I'm going to start off 0-1 like usual. You know, it's it's pretty much a tradition in this league. Um, so, yeah, here's hoping that Ryan's team falls off a cliff, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> over here we got James versus Rick. So definitely could be a early contender. James is projected as the underdog by four points. That's going to be a close one, but I think that, again, I think James's team could be sneakily really, really good. Um, but if he can start off hot, man, James could definitely make a push for playoffs. Again, those running backs aren't as detrimental as I think that they look on paper. I think they're going to be sneakily pretty valuable. Um, next, we got we got Keelan versus Ken. So bottom of the toilet bowl. Just kidding. Uh, Keelan is projected to smash Ken into the ground, which I think Ken is more than okay with because he does not want to win right now. So I'm watching you, Ken. No intentional tanking over there. We have rules against that, I think. But yeah, good luck, Ken. We'll see if you can do it. Keelan's going to start off 1-0, so he's already smashing my 10th place power rankings. Um, so that's that's great, you know. Then we got in the next one, we got Dan versus Braden. Dan is second 
in the total projections for the week. Uh, that's how loaded his roster is. It is terrifying. He's one point behind Ryan, who I'm playing this week. So, yeah, those two are fun. Those two are really fun to play in this league. You know, they, there's a reason they've been the only champions this league has had so far. Um, it'd be really nice to kind of make a plaque for someone else's name. So, um, please, anybody else, beat them for once. Uh, but, yeah, Braden versus versus Dan. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey coming off Tyreek Hill. Braden is going to be living on a wing and a prayer in this one, so we'll see if he can pull it out, but he's about a 20-point underdog just like I am. So let's go, Braden. Yeah, we can do it. David versus Goliath over here. And then in the last matchup, we got Eric versus Jim, and this is a pretty close one. These guys are uh, number two, and or they're basically right behind uh, the top two, Dan and Ryan, are the number one and number two in terms of projections for the week. But then Eric and Jim are right behind them. So um, we'll see how this ultimately goes. But I think that Jim will actually pull this one out. I have a feeling, just a gut feeling. But I guess we'll find out this weekend and I will recap it next week. So this is the ERI Dynasty League. And again, for everybody that's kind of tuned in so far... Most of you probably tuned out, and that's fine. But anybody that's stuck around this long, thank you for listening. I'm going to be doing this for fun. And then again, after this season, after I'm back in my new house and kind of just have my own space again, kind of have my own time to just think things through and focus on the podcast and things like that again, I am going to be redoing the podcast and bringing more content and I have a lot of plans for that. I just need to be in my house. I can't really do it from this rental. It is not optimal at all. So um, I'm excited for that coming up in the next couple months. But for right now, for this season of the NFL season, I'm going to be just recapping the ERI Dynasty League. And I'm going to be adding some trash talk as we go through. Um, again, I wanted to try and just limit this one a little bit as much as I could, trying to do the power rankings and you know, just give my thoughts on the league as we get ready to kick off. And by the time you guys are listening to this, there will be a game tonight. So that will be a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys don't set your players right and you guys completely screw up your your rosters going into week one. I need all the help I can get in this league. So bad luck for everyone else. And I hope you all find a way to tie and I'm the only one who gets a win this week. So uh, that's my goal. You know, I'm, I'm just speaking it into existence. That's what I've heard that that can work sometimes. So we'll see. But uh, I have a feeling I'm not going to be looking too good on Monday. But we'll see. We will see. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. Football time is back. Let's go. I'm so excited. We'll see you guys around. Have a good night.